I think we need more MGTOW channels that talk more about self-improvement rather than women. There are too many of those now, LOL. And I think that's a, that's a great point there. Uh, you know, the, the men going their own way movement is, is a very interesting one. Guys, you know, looking out for themselves, not following the traditional path of getting married. And because there, there's some risk in getting married, not valuing their wealth in women. But then you watch a lot of these videos and it's just uh, some guys com constantly complaining about women. And you know what? You could do that. That's fine. But what I like to do in, in, on the, the Beyond Bitcoin show is talk about productive things you can do with your life. And instead of complaining, talking about ways you can be in motion and uh, looking on the bright side of things. Because as long as you're, you're alive and, and, and healthy, uh, you can do a lot. You can do a lot. Um, you might have been in a bad situation with a lady once. You move on from it. You don't get stuck on it. And you don't become thirsty again either. Now, again, if you want to, um, you know, that, that's the whole the whole thing about men going their own way. You, you make your own path, okay? You don't have to do what Adam's doing. You don't have to do what Vention's doing. You don't have, you don't have to do what uh, Clinton and <laughs> is doing. But, uh, no, but so there are some guys who still, they, they've gone their own way. They're not married anymore, but then they'll, they'll still be thirsty. They'll be still they'll be still be valuing their wealth in women, and hey, that's their way of going their own way. Uh, they're they're speaking a different tune, but they're still valuing their wealth in women. So hey, I what I say here, and you don't have to do it. Value your wealth in Bitcoin, and when you do that, you're trying to get more and more Bitcoin. How do you get more and more Bitcoin? By being positive, by being productive, by creating new businesses, uh, by you know, just being creative uh, and and learning about Bitcoin, learning about cryptocurrency. These are self improvements. When you're when you're learning and you're creating, you're improving yourself. Now, when you're worrying and complaining and, and looking for scapegoats, yeah, that's kind of a waste of your time. And looking for conspiracies, uh, that that's a waste of your time. So. Uh, I like the MGTOW money channel. That guy's always talking about, you know, how, how to improve, how to make money. And I don't agree with him on everything either. But that, and, and again, there's a lot of good philosophies. I mean, if you if you want to learn about the uh, genetics, the, some of the psychology behind uh, women and men re relations, that's good too. You're learning, you're learning. So again, go go your own way. Decide uh, decide how you're going to go about it. But uh, I would recommend don't be thirsty anymore, dudes. Don't be thirsty because when, 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 even in the Bitcoin space, they're, they're guys and they'll just throw away, <laughs> they'll, they'll, send, they'll send money to, to women just to get noticed and you're being used, man. Don't throw away your money on anything. Don't throw away your money on anything. How about that? How about that? Let's not talk women and men here. Don't, don't toss, I mean, there are plenty of people out there that will give you attention uh, if you, if you, send them 10 bucks they'll say your name and then some guys get a thrill out of that come on guys don't mm, value your wealth value your life differently than that because again uh i mean if you're like a, a a millionaire then i guess yeah whatever it's do your thing just send 10 bucks to some lady to say your name on a, on a video but otherwise 
think about the concept of being thirsty for women and, and, and putting them on pedestals, putting them, their well-being over your own well-being. I mean, and again, you, self-improvement, whether you're a man or you're, or you're a woman watching this. All right, pound that freaking like button. So, and, and you know, I, I it's, no, I was gonna, I was gonna mention Sandman, and uh, you know, there's different there's different types of MGTOW videos out there. The, the Sandman ones are definitely for entertainment purposes mostly. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Then you got you got a guy like um, Thinking Ape. I mean, that's it's about thinking. It's about philosophy. Um, at the same time, you know, he he gets himself into situations. He's gotten himself into bad financial situations. I mean, he's he's admitted it. So. He's not a hundred percent looking out for himself. I mean, personal responsibility there, uh, thinking a personal responsibility. And uh, anyway, but I, I do, he stands for something. He's not about, you know, appealing to the masses. He's definitely not about appealing to the masses, uh, but you can still be economically productive <laughs> without appealing to the masses. There are, there are ways of doing it. Use your head. And mention me, just sent $5 in super chat. Say my name, Adam. <laughs> well, I said your name, Benjamin. No, he's joking around. He is joking around. And I, I, I appreciate the contribution. And you know what? I mentioned, I am sure if Thinking Eight did a live show, you would uh, send him five bucks just like this. You'd probably send him 20 bucks, actually. Um, and, and there's if Thinking Eight ha happens to be watching this, you can still be philosophically awesome and not be Sandman entertainment type of stuff and do a live show and you'll be able to get some of your revenue that way. There's my uh, taking a positive spin on uh, thinking it being demonetized. Maybe you should do some some live shows there. You, you're on YouTube still. Uh, okay, CNBC has an article out there. Housing costs rise. Many people are falling behind on other bills. Well, this is, I mean, I have repeated this over and over again, how people can't prioritize their bills very well. More than 30% of renters feel insecurity about food, as do 19% of homeowners in this Urban Institute study. Uh, and they also go on to say financial stress visits renters more than homeowners. Okay, let's address let's address something here. I mean, the first thing is the food, food concerns. Food feel insecurity about food? I mean, are are you that should be your number one priority there. I mean, shelter, food, shelter and food. Okay? Now, if your if your rent is high, there are many organizations out there that give out free food. I mean, there are I mean, Trader Joe's, so many supermarkets all across the United States give all of their like bruised food or food that's about to expire to organizations that give it out for free. That the, There's so much abundance of free food in the United States of America. It's unbelievable. And again, go to your local, uh, any in, in most major cities and suburbs, you can go to supermarkets that still have dumpsters and go through their dumpster and there is perfectly fine food in there. Perfectly fine. You don't even have to do that. You don't even have to do that. 
Okay, but but I wonder these people who are saying they're they've got food insecurity. Are they getting their nails done? Uh, I mean, do they have a cell phone? Do they? I mean, where, how are they spending? How are they spending their money? Where are they impulsive? I, I believe America has an impulsiveness crisis. Okay, impulsivity crisis, where where people are. are you know, like, oh, well, that's a nice new shirt. I'll get that new shirt. I don't, you don't need a new shirt. And then you end up hungry or you're hungry because you don't know how to make your own food. You're just going out to eat all the time. And that's where your food insecurity comes from. So again, I, I have brought this up before and I have traveled all around the world. Um, and again, <laughs> most Western nations, uh, it's 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 pretty. The, why do you think all these people are trying to get into these Western nations? Because you can live out of a dumpster better than you can in their in their, where they're coming from. Okay, and that's no exaggeration. That is no exaggeration. You, in the in the United States of America, you go to a dumpster every day and be I mean eaten like a king and a queen uh, compared to you know Mozambique, for instance, where people. Uh, go through trash pile go to the, they're so poor they go through the garbage dump and at the garbage dump it's so disgusting they're they're dead animals in there they're they're unfortunately dead babies in there and stuff i mean horrible horrible type of living conditions in some countries all over the world anyway um but yeah so so westerners are, are so comfortable they, they they don't know how to prioritize anymore they 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 get get wasteful things over uh, buying food at the supermarket and for, for cheap and, no, and, and cooking it. So uh, another thing, financial stress visits renters more than homeowners. Now, the reason for this is because traditionally in America, um, wealthier people feel the need to get houses. And, and, and but this, I, I, I still say it's better to rent than to own. People who rent, they should have it. They should have it great. If something, there's not going to be a catastrophic problem at their at their place. If there is a catastrophic problem where they're living, they won't have to pay for it. If the heater blows up, they won't have to pay for it. There's never going to be a tremendous expense involved with renting. So if, if you're in that situation, you're you're immune to having tremendous bills. Like again, it, when you own a house. Your roof starts leaking. That's a tremendous cost right there that comes out of nowhere. And uh, again, there's you have to pay homeowners insurance every year. There's so many. Uh, so again, it does it does make sense on a certain level that the, the renters are always going to be feel more insecure because the poorest of the poor are always going to be renters. They're not going to be able to buy a house. But um, more people. Who are living on that border like well should i get a house should i rent rent and you'll feel much more secure about everything you, you'll be able to eat beautifully um all right and again uh the the it, it real estate is an asset um but it can be a of tremendous money drain of an asset again the best asset out there is bitcoin uh you're you buy a trezor link to below uh, <laughs> that's your, that's your insurance right there. It's your one-time insurance payment. There are no maintenance costs on your Bitcoin or, or anything like that. All right. So let's talk about, uh, and again, I linked to the CNBC article below. Continue to pound that like button. People who are 
watching this lovely show live on a Saturday night. It's daylight savings night, right? Back in the United States. I'm in Santiago, Chile, by the way. And again, so I am a rent. Going back to, to renting, the, the joys of renting, I'm a perpetual traveler. I don't own a house anymore. So I just rent all around the world. That's all I do. I go to world play. And it's awesome. You pick up, you, you, you stay two months in Santiago, then you move on to another place. And again, I'll be back in Baltimore for Thanksgiving, but then I'll be in New Orleans, in Los Angeles, then Tel Aviv. Um, so you get incredible flexibility with renting too. With, with a house, you're stuck there. Again, you, you got to just be a long-term thinker and you don't get your mind, you don't get into the mindset like, oh, I can't afford a house. I'm a poor renter. Don't get into that mindset. Think I'm a free renter. I'm a, I'm a free person. I can just rent here, rent there, move around. And I've got this incredible freedom compared to a person that's got a three kids, a wife and a house, a tremendous mortgage. They're not very free compared to the person who has the ability to rent and leave when they want it. You think outside the box. Don't think, think of it as like renting doesn't tie you down. Owning a house ties you down in, in, in many ways. And there are many, and it's not, again, I've been on both sides. I've owned homes and I've rented. I've seen the pros and cons of each. So, uh, you know, don't, don't feel like you're missing out because you can't buy a house. Don't, don't, uh, don't make it your priority to own a house. Make it your priority to be happy with yourself, to be productive and to have freedom and not to be tied down. And if that involves owning a house, then great. But don't just buy a house because all your friends are buying a house or because your wife said you have to buy a house. You, because the, the other, her friend said, you know, her husband bought her a nice house. So now you, no, don't do that. Do what's good for you here, okay? Do what is economically makes the most sense long-term, long-term. Because again, buying a house is a really long-term decision. I mean, you get, you get tied down to a mortgage for a long time. Renter, renting is, it's, it's, you're only going to be involved for a short time and you can, you can get out of it. I mean, there's a, anyway, long-term thinking, don't be, and don't be impulsive about your decisions either. Don't be impulsive, but think, think this out. So the 20%, so we, we live in a world here, you know, we, we've talked about the 20 percenters who, who produce a lot and the 80 percenters who do not produce very much and the 20 percenters tend to think a little more and are into long-term thinking and Anyway, so the 20 percenters will keep on striving and producing. The incapable will complain by using more and more of the new inventions slash tools that the 20 percent produce. So that's, that's kind of a, it's a very interesting situation. The 20 percenters keep on becoming more and more productive, keep on pr producing cooler and cooler technologies, which the 80 percenters who are nothing but complainers and are incapable, they keep using those tools to, to rip on the 20 percenters, which is quite uh, fun for them, I guess. <laughs> Funny. So some 20 percenters will feel guilty and waste time on their haters. So while the people that aren't productive are ripping on the 20 percenters with the technology that the 20 percenters produce, some of the, a lot of the 20 percenters are, are going to be like, well, let me help you. What else can I do? And they they waste their time on these haters who will never be satisfied. They will never be satisfied. Uh, the innovation will continue to go on. Successful people will continue to be successful. In between people will have a choice. No matter what, most people go along to get along and attempt to fit in. 
Don't sit around complaining about this situation, okay? Because this is the situation of the world that I just explained. Position yourself in this situation for success. You know, get your Bitcoin. Um, don't, you know, don't get involved in, in a job where you can be fired, where HR, HR, HR can fire you for ridiculous things. Try to work for yourself. Independence, aim for independence, aim for independence. And so that you can just look at these Look at the world situation, how the, because the mobs out there are always going to form and you can complain about the mobs and you can say it's unfair that the productive are being vilified. You can, but no, that, that's a waste of your time too, to just complain about, it's, it's unfair that the productive people are being vilified when they're trying to help the unproductive people. Yeah, sure, it's unfair. That's the way the world works. That's the way the world works. There's always gonna be more unproductive people they're always going to use the technologies of the productive people to, to, to try to tear down the productive people. You be one of the productive people. Don't just don't pay attention to the unproductive people. Get in the Bitcoin overlay. Live your darn life. Because they, it, it, the mobs will never be able to overpower the, the creative and the smart. Okay, it's it's you'll you'll always be able to escape. You will always be, and it, it hasn't even gotten to that situation yet. Um, and I don't think I was, I'm not a doom guy. I'm not a doom guy. I am a, I'm a positive person that thinks as long as you're, as you're productive and you're positive and you can get away from all those negative influences and be around more, you'll be happy. You'll live a happy life. Just send your kids, you know, send your kids to private school, send your kid or teach them yourself or whatever. Um, but again, you got to each step of your life, you gotta, you gotta judge. You gotta say, well, Am I getting stuck in a situation where I'm going to be around unproductive people? I'm going to have to deal with them. I'm going to have to deal with the guilt trips. I'm going to have to deal with their influences over my kids. Again, if you have no kids and you don't have to worry, then, you know, yeah, sure, you can be around them, whatever. They're not going to influence you. You're stronger than that. All right. So, but yeah, don't sit around complete The situation the 80% or 20% it's always going to be out there. It's always, so don't sit around complaining about it because that's a waste of your time. That's a waste of your time. Be a 20 percenter. Be more productive. Get away from the unproductive and just let them eat each other up because they do that very well. They do that very well. All right. Um, cheer is a, a total waste. What is this here? Oh, this is a tweet uh, from Katie Hahn. Yeah, this is this is a way. I don't understand this. Fortnite creator Epic makes money by selling virtual costumes and dance moves for the game's characters. Epic apparently generated $1 billion in revenue on these digital goods last year. Goods the user doesn't own and can only be used on Fortnite. So this company sells virtual goods on this game Fortnite and they generated a billion dollars. I mean, who's paying for this stuff? I mean, good for them that they can create a business where people are just throwing them, throwing money at them for nothing, for nothing. And so I asked the people who are help generate, that are generating this $1 billion in revenue, that are giving away their money to buy these useless digital goods. Um, you can do what you want to do with your money. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. But are you one of those people that is like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I don't have enough to eat. It's unfit. My rent's too high. I hope I hope you're not one of those people. You're not prioritizing. You're not prioritizing at all. Okay, um, if you're if you're buying virtual goods over you know healthy food for you and your kids and 
But, but again, just think long-term people, think long-term, don't be impulsive. Um, if you, eventually you'll be able to play fun games and everything like that. You gotta save the furl of gratification. How about that? The furl of So yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't get why people would spend lots of money on uh, to have cool things in a virtual space. I, I don't know, cool things in, in a virtual space. Okay, so I was thinking somebody I was I was watching. Uh, someone was talking about how shallow people can be in in the Western world, and yeah, that's true. That's true. People are very shallow. You know, uh, that that person's no good. Uh, they're not good looking anymore. I'm not going to watch their movies anymore. Uh, yeah, she's you know again, people are very superficial, very shallow, and hey, that's the way of the world. What I recommend is to always think think anti-shallow think anti-shallow think about that that's uh you know it, it, you know when, when when you're when you're in a situation and you, you start to judge something by its looks um or if it's fancy and loud and trendy think to your am i being shallow here or do, what, what do i like this for superficial reasons only let me get my anti-shallow hat on here. So, I mean, we all can, we can all be brought into situations by, drawn into situations by pretty faces. And you just gotta be careful. You gotta, you gotta be careful out there because if you, if you, if you're judging people in shallow ways, you're just gonna become shallow and it's just a, it, you, you get flushed down the toilet eventually. Um, Improve that, improve that head. Don't don't try to fit in to this uh, the shallow mentality that that is out there. Don't it's it's overrated. Fitting in is overrated, and there are plenty plenty of people. If you you can look on the internet, you can befriend them on the internet. Plenty of people who value what's inside of you and and your your brain and and the the creativity and the ideas that you can come up with, and that's. Uh, you know, that, that can lead to happiness. You know, a lot of people think, you know, oh, having the fancy sports car that looks so great that everyone's going to think I'm so cool with, that's going to lead to happiness. Yeah, it doesn't lead to happiness. It's shallow. It's, it's shallow. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't lead to happiness in the long run. Definitely. Go your, go your own way. Explore the depths of your mind and your creativity. That, is, uh, that leads to some happiness. All right. Uh, so people have uh, asked it, it actually a few days ago on one of my regular shows, just talking about Bitcoin. For some reason, I started talking about that how the night before Thanksgiving, throughout my entire you know, post-high school life has been the biggest party night of the year. And I can't even, I, I probably can look back to see what I did in, even in 12th grade the night before Thanksgiving, I might've been partying, who, who knows? I, I can't exactly remember that off the top of my head right now. Um, but uh, so, yeah, people like me to tell little stories uh, sometimes. And yeah, so in Baltimore, where I'm from, night before Thanksgiving, the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, everybody comes back from college or, you know, if you're if you're right, it's, you know, if you're 22 or 23, comes back from working in New York or working in, out in San Francisco or wherever we were working. And um, 
you know, because everyone comes back for Thanksgiving to see their family. Everybody that you went to school with comes back. And certain schools, you know, if you went to a certain high school, they'd hang here. And you went to, or the private schools would hang here. The public schools would hang here, whatever. And it was just, it was such a wild night. It was, it was always, it's someone might have a party and the bars were so filled. And again, I should tell this story. Because again, I, I was very young back, you know, when you're 19 years old and you're doing, oh, it's great. It's great. Um, and you're valuing your wealth. You're valuing your wealth in women. You're trying to be social. You're trying to meet more women. And again, you know, doing that for a young person, okay, you know, you're not, you're not going to be valuing your wealth in Bitcoin the night before Thanksgiving. But I just, after a while, though, you know, people do change. People mature. It's not, you know, people get married. Uh, it's, you, you, people can't party all the time anymore. But and it, it, and it becomes. Uh, well, a lot of people just, again, everyone was doing it to fit in. I mean, too. I mean, it was great to see your friends, but this was the thing to do. This was the thing to do the night before Thanksgiving. And again, Baltimore has changed, too, uh, over the years. It's, I, I don't think a lot of people like to go out as much due to, you know, that there have been some issues in terms of safety and, and, and everything. But I, I tell this story just as, as a personal, so everyone can see that I was from from again for the time i was barely 18 i mean every year it was and again it's great to see your friends it's great to see your friends but after a certain point when you're just going out to make sure that you went out the night before thanksgiving it's ridiculous it, be, it becomes ridiculous but i mean even even last year even this past, last year i went out the night before thanksgiving and i was just like why am I even doing this? Why am I even doing this? So even, you know, I, I, so you got you to gotta think to yourself, am I, am I just doing this to, because this is the thing I always did. This is the, you know, the, it's almost like I'm trying to fit in, but there was like no one left. What's there to fit into anymore? I mean, you're, you're, you're an adult. <laughs> That's it. So you're, sometimes you get stuck in something social. You don't even know why you're doing it anymore. Why are you doing this? Why was that? Why do it anymore? There's no, there's no point in doing it. I don't drink. I don't value my wealth and I'm not trying to meet any women or anything anymore in that. In, in Again, I've met plenty of women doing that and it's not, the, it's fun when you're young, very young. And um, so no, this Thanksgiving, I'm, so I'm landing back in Baltimore on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And no, I am not going out. I'm not going out this year, baby. So this will, this will end my streak. I will be happy to be with my nieces and my nephews, and uh, it'll be a, a party it up with them, with, with the little kids and everything like that. But it's just, I mean, even, even, you know, uh, even, you know, when I look back on it now, yeah, even I, I'm like, I can, I can improve myself too. And this is a way to improve. There's no point in going out the night. What's, what's the point of going out the night before Thanksgiving now? There's no, there's no point. I can, I can hang out with my friend. You know, I call my friend on the phone or whatever like that. We can hang out on Friday or Saturday afternoon or this or that. Uh, and again, being an independent dude, you don't have to see your friend. You don't have – I mean, I'm emailing the dudes all the time anyway. My friend just – it's like – my friend just emailed me. He's like, did you see Hulk Hogan appeared at that event? He returned? I mean, it's still like we're in high school. He's asking, he's talking that kind of subject matter with you. But that's cool. You know, we can still email about that That type. Don't don't get into that wrestling stuff, dudes. But again, it, it's a fun fight. I don't need to go hang out with him in Mount Vernon or, or, where, or some neighborhood in Baltimore just because that's what we do. That's what you do on the, the night before Thanksgiving. Okay, enough, enough of that.
don't do just some don't do something because that's what you do that's that's not a good excuse to do something that's what that's what everybody does that's what we've all we've always done you mature you change over time uh but another thing that i used to like to do a lot um and it's this very night this is thank this is daylight savings time back in baltimore and on this night every year now i haven't been to this for a few years now i don't i don't remember the last time i was at this. club charles would have a halloween party and it there it was fun it was a lot of fun uh because you'd get an extra hour of drinking too because if you turn back the clock at two the bars are supposed to close at two but they don't because it and two, it turns one again. So that was always fun. And, and it, I was unhealthy then. I was drinking and you, you have a lot of candy at Club Charles. Oh, it's good. It's fun time. So, I mean, again, you can, when you used to value your wealth and women and all that, all that stuff, you can look back on those times with happiness. I look, I look, hey, there are good memories from that. There's, there's good times from that. Uh, <laughs> they're a little blurry. Um, and so speaking about good memories and uh, fun times, and again, if, if you're a young dude out there, you know, do what you're going to do. Do what you're going to do. Don't get killed. Don't drink and drive. Uh, both those nights in Baltimore are big drinking and driving nights. And on Halloween uh, night, they they really do crack down. That's one of the few nights in Baltimore they actually, like, try to stop people from drinking and driving. Otherwise, I mean, you're driving on 695, 795. You're driving on the highways in Baltimore every single weekend night. Everybody's drunk. Everybody's drunk. And the police, everybody knows it. And I'm not encouraging people to do that kind of thing. This is very, very irresponsible. It's very irresponsible because you can kill someone. But eh, no, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's just the way it is. But don't, yeah, be careful on a Halloween. Well, it's, it's past. Tonight, if, if you're out there. All right. And again, I'm not saying don't go out, people. Don't, you know, once you reach a certain age, you, you shouldn't go out anymore. No, no, you, you go out with your friends. Or, no, don't wait. Don't go out with your friends. Blow $100 on drinks and food and say, I'm poor. No, no. If, if you can't afford it, don't do it just to fit in and all that. It's ridiculous. But so many people do that. That's another It's another big point because they have to do it. They, everyone's Everyone else is partying. I got to party too. I got to party too. And it's like at all costs, I must party. That's all, such a misallocation of funds. And that's why you end up poor. You end up uh, in that survey saying you're hungry or something. I don't know. All right. So, uh, where's the thing? Oh, yeah. The, there's a lot of, uh, you know, people are talking about censorship. We should censor this person. YouTube isn't letting this person talk, isn't letting this, uh, this prerogative be out there. I am a person who believes that all of the most hateful, insane voices out there should be allowed to speak. So people who are into that kind of stuff just waste their time and aren't productive and just, you know, keep on following these conspiracies and whatnot and just waste their time away and get stuck in those rabbit holes and they're unproductive. So the productive people become more productive because there's less people to compete with. So and then the people who get fooled into like listening to these people that with the crazy conspiracies and blame the blamers and the scapegoaters, some people will be like, this philosophy is so bad. I'm so glad that I can see how bad I'm not going to waste a moment more on this ludicrous philosophy. So let the ludicrous philosophy see the light of the day. The smart people will run away from them. The productive people will run away with them. And the unproductive people will just become more unproductive, more bitter. Let them rot. 
let them. It's their personal responsibility. They they want to take. Let that be out. Be there for them. Okay. If people want to get, but I, I'm going to tell you, if you let all those crazies out there talk about it, there will be people who would have been very curious about it, who would have wasted a lot of time on it had it been banned. But now that it's not banned and it's out there, they get it out of their system and they can move on. So exposing these, these ridiculous theories to the light of day, it's great because people can get out of their system that quick. And the people who are just naturally unproductive, they can go down that hole and get stuck there. Bye-bye. We don't need you. We'll be more productive here. It's your choice. Good luck. Um, so Stefan Molyneux, he had a great video, uh, talking about the, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, the, the, the terrorist situation over there when the guy goes, kills a bunch of Jewish people in the shoal. It was, it was horrifying. And he's got a great video about it. Um, it's, 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 and so, I mean, he's basically saying, you know, don't, why do people blame the Jews for everything? And he brings up, he brings up how people like to scapegoat the Jews. And I got to tell you, I mean, a video like that, it gets a lot of downvotes. It just, the people, I mean, you know, whatever, be a scapegoater, be, just refer to what I just said. Be a you know, scapegoat, waste your time, downvote all the videos that are, that, that are against scapegoating. Spend your whole day doing that. That's your, that's how you're unproductive. On our, on our side, we're a little bit more productive. We'll start some businesses, we'll make some money. You, you complain and blame for your situation. We'll keep on doing our thing. The 20%ers do. The others, a lot of people just blame and make up excuses. And we're not, not scapegoating here. So there's a saying out there, speak truth to power. And I never, I never really liked that saying because, uh, I mean, how about just speak truth, period? Just speak truth. Because putting powerful, you're putting powerful on a pedestal there. You have power over your own life, okay? You don't have to let others have power over you. I've, I've always been disgusted by some people's obsession with power. I mean, power obsession only leads to blaming because you always have the excuse, they have more power, thus they control my destiny. Okay, no. Don't obsess over power. Don't just... Don't even consider power as a legitimate concept out there, okay? I don't I don't worry about like who's got power, who who's because no, I have power. I, you have power over your spell. So speak truth to the uninformed and the naive so they don't end up obsessed and paralyzed by so-called power of other people, okay? Because again, there's there's no group of people mysterious group of people out there that has some unexplainable power that's affecting you. No, you you affect yourself. You're in the situation you're in because of you, not because of some mysterious group somewhere, because of the power of the president or the power of the senator or the power of Hollywood. No, that doesn't they don't you're giving you're giving away your power by making up excuses, okay? Your power over yourself. You you make up these excuses and you put power on a pedestal. Don't do that. They don't have any power. They have power over themselves. They they power. Again, so so we in, in politics, that's the thing. You've got the, it, it's, a, it's a very bad, it's a bad space to get into because so many people are just there 
for the quest of, of power. They want to have power other over other people. They want people to be helpless and helpless people will blame other people and they'll say, no, 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 we'll, we'll take care of you, helpless person. And they get a joy out of that because they think they have power over that helpless pe person because it, in effect they do because that helpless person is giving it up to them. So again, don't be helpless. You have power of yourself. Don't put power on a pedestal. Speak truth, period. Speak truth, period. Only just speak truth to power. So I don't even, I'm speaking truth. I don't care who the heck hears it, okay? If a powerful person hears it, so-called powerful person here. Because again, I don't believe I don't believe in powerful people. I really don't believe it's 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 when okay, when you when you have power of yourself, the the other stuff doesn't matter at all. Uh, the 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 people I I feel bad for the you know the the people who want to put want other people to solve their own solve their problems because no one's going to solve your solve your problems but yourself. All right, uh, Stefan Molyneux has a good, uh, another good video out there. Yeah, well, he had a good saying in it. He says, uh, stop watching movies. Go make a movie instead. He said, yeah, I like that. So, you know, there are a lot of people that try to live vicariously through others. No, don't live vicariously through others. Make your own movie. Be, be your own. Go on your own adventure, okay? There's so many people who get thrills out of like, ooh, that person debated this person and, he really pounded on that guy. And they're not even learning anything through it. They're just living vicariously. So if, if you learn from a debate, that is awesome. But if you're just living through a debate, you're living like, oh, I'm on the winning team side. Yeah, he beat him. You're not living your own life. Go out there, think your own thoughts, make up your own, make your own movie and, and, and go your own way. And uh, it'll be uh, quite, you'll be quite happy. So... Be in motion, as I say. Be in motion. So uh, I, Roger Miller just sent me PHP 100. What is PHP 100? I wonder if that's like 100 Filipino. I, Roger Miller, thank you very much for that. I'm going to have to look up what PHP is, what, uh, what fiat that is there. All right. So thank you, though, Roger. That's very nice of you. Here's your SAT word of the day. <laughs> autarky, autarky, A-U-T-A-R-K-Y. So what does that mean? Over, autarky, and why is Adam bringing it up? Autarky is the quality of being self-sufficient. The term is usually applied to political states or their economic system. Autarky, I'm, I'm pronouncing it horrible, exists when an entity can survive or continue its activities without external assistance or internal trade. Okay, so people like this concept, apply it to a country, because if a country is in a state of autogree, if it is, it is totally self-sufficient, it can't be blackmailed by another country. Like um, if the country can't produce, if the United States couldn't produce its own wheat, let's say, and China produced all our wheat, China would, would say, well, we're only gonna give you wheat if you do X, Y, and Z. So this law, it's, it's interesting that it's self-sufficiency, because I'm all about self-sufficiency, uh, can be applied on, on a country level. But so you, you, you can learn from this by, by patterning yourself in, in the way, in that way. Set yourself up that way so you cannot be blackmailed by any, by any other person, by other, any other entity. You know, someone's like, well, 
Um, you're you're not going to be able to. Uh, uh, you're you're not going to be able to uh, use your bathroom anymore because uh, I'm not fixing your toilet. No, you know how to fix your toilet. Or being in a situation where you pay someone else to fix your toilet. I don't know. That was that was a bad comparison. I was just thinking of like the worst type of situation to be in in your house or in this apartment. Like you're not allowed to use the toilet anymore, Adam. Your own toilet. Oh, God. <laughs> don't get yourself in that situation. Okay. Um, Another, another, so yeah, that's your SAT word of the day. <laughs> yeah, look, it's linked to below. Pound the friggin' like button. Uh, don't, don't be blackmailed. Don't get into situations. <laughs> so another, something I recommend is uh, live in two different countries. And of course, if you're living in two different countries, you don't have to, you don't have to care about fiat very much. You're valuing your wealth in Bitcoin, right? Yeah, who cares? Like, you pay shekels in Israel. You pay, you use dollars in the USA, but hey, I got my uh, I got my Bitcoin anyway. That's what really what I care about. Um, but no, if you live in if you live in two different countries, you're less likely to um, put government officials on a pedestal or care about politicians or care about politics very much. And you you just you learn so much by being in at least two. And you don't have to be, you don't have to be a citizen of both countries. You could again, this is an amazing world we live in. You can live in, you can live in two different countries with still being a citizen of one country. And again, I'm not saying you can live in a country for two months and then in the other country for the other ten months. Okay, the people who do this, and I'm one of them, are, are just become so much less of statist. Okay, they just totally leave statism behind because you just don't have that like blind loyalty to a country anymore if you're diversifying in countries. And uh, you just become more of an individual, and because you're living, it, it's just it's just natural. Trust me. Try to do it. Try to experiment. And um, again, individualism you have to work to, work toward. Collectivism is the default. So yeah, the default is just to live in one country all the time, stay in that one country all the time, and you become more and more of a collect. Most people will become more and more of collectivists that of a collectivist that way. If you put yourself in a position, and it's, it's not, I'm not saying it's easy to do, but you put yourself in a position where you're living in two, three, four different countries or you're traveling around the world constantly, you're, become, you're gonna become much more independent, much more of an individual. And it's a good, it's a good, uh, I think it's good. <laughs> it's been very good to me, I'm not complaining. Um, so I hear something I wanted to say uh, about, about memories, because I have referred to my Halloween memories, and um, <laughs> and uh, my Thanksgiving memories, but something I'd recommend for everyone out there, it's and this is good. This is a good mental act. This gets you stronger in the mind. Keep a journal. Keep a journal, and then you you'll it'll you read it every once in a while, and you're oh yeah, you remember things so much better that way, so much more vividly that way, and. Uh, and you remember things around those situations when you read those old things. So it's it's helping the brain. You're using the brain again. I mentioned in this uh, on on this Beyond Bitcoin show today how technology is basically thinking for us now. Like we people drive, they don't even know where they're going in their own city anymore because this is a GPS is telling them to go. When you journal, when you write every single day in your journal, I mean you're using your head. You remember, and then when you read it, you're remembering things. It's great. It, it brings and again, it's another in this day and age where people are being sued for or 
are being blackmailed about things that happened 35 years ago that they can't remember, well, there you go. You've got something written down from that day. Like, hey, look, I've been keeping a journal for 20 years or 10 years, five years. This is what happened that day. And uh, I keep, well, I guess you, you can tell by now, I have been keeping a, a journal uh, since the first day of 12th grade, actually, since the first day of 12th grade. Now, of course, I'm not telling you how long ago that was, <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't that recent, now was it? Um, but yeah, and I hadn't read some of it for, for, for quite some time. And, it, and it, you just see how much you've changed over time, the things that you used to think were a big deal <laughs> are not a big deal anymore, again. Uh, and a lot of that has to always do with the, the opposite sex, definitely. And, uh, and and you can see how you've become more of an individual. Hopefully, you'll see how you've become more of an individual over time, and you don't you don't need to fit in anymore. And, uh, and you can, it's, it's some some funny things. And again, if you're keeping it every day, some, sometimes you write down goals in it. And again, so when I you know sometimes I read mine, and I I, I, I you know I track back to the first time I mentioned Bitcoin in it, and. Uh, who I told after I got my first, you know, that, that's an interesting story too. It's the, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, it was the Wednesday be of before Thanksgiving in 2013. My friend John, uh, at his house, he had a he had an, an event. It was an, it was a high class party. It was good. So I mean, if he had one this year, I would go. Um, but no, there's nothing like that this year. So there's no reason to go out. But the point is, my friend John has this. Uh, he's a party at his house uh, the night before Thanksgiving in 2013. And I, I was telling people that night, I'm like, I, I got I got two Bitcoin the other day. And, you know, it was it was six hundred dollars each. And now it's a thousand dollars each. And they're like, well, what's this Bitcoin? And unfortunately, fortunately for me, I've got a lot more since then. Unfortunately for them, they might remember that story. Some of them. But I, I, I clearly I clearly remember uh, that thanks that Thanksgiving Eve telling uh, quite a few of my, my uh, high school buddies about that, uh, this new fangled Bitcoin thing. And they saw how excited I was. And, you know, whatever, personal responsibility is new counterculture. I, I, I tried to tell people, um, that's life, that's life. So it's, it's good. Like, keeping a journal is a, is a fun thing. It's a, it's a fun mental exercise. Use that, use that brain, people. All right. Uh, Okay, one, one, one Halloween story, one Halloween story. Uh, and a lot of people, I think people have, I used to watch The Simpsons a, a while ago. I haven't watched The Simpsons in years because I don't have a TV. It used to be entertaining. I think one of The Simpsons, they went to a candy convention and, and many people probably thought, well, there's no such thing as a candy convention. There actually are such things as candy conventions. And as some of you may know, my family has been in the, was in the vending business, in the vending business. So they had vending machines with uh, you know, sodas and, and candy. And they, they had even before, and cigarettes a long time ago and arcade games a long time ago. So my father uh, took us to the, <laughs> because my father was involved in, in vending. And again, as my mother's family is also was involved in vending too. So it was, uh, well, that's a long story. So my, my grandfather on my mom's side and my uh, father. Anyway, so I, we went down to the, uh, the candy convention in Washington, D.C. This was a real thing. I had been at the candy convention before, okay? So th again, I was not, not healthy at all back then. And just thinking, thinking about that, I used to love the, the cow towels. The, 
cow tails, cow tails. That's my Baltimore accent. There's a candy. It was kind of like a, I, I like the, the brown candies with the white powder in them. Brocks, they're Brocks. They might only be in Baltimore. I don't know if the cow tails, tails were like that. I, I like that. I love the, the Reese's cups and all that stuff. And again, I've given that stuff up a long time ago. But I'm bringing that up now because it is, it's around Halloween. And the thing is, there are like mothers out there that, are, that won't let their kids eat the, the if, if the candy's expired, they, they won't eat it because it's, the candy's now bad. Let me tell you something, people. Let me tell you something, mothers of suburbia. That Reese's cup, okay, that Reese's cup from uh, 2010, it's still good. It will never be bad. <laughs> it's got so much sugar in it. It's just as good for you as it was back in 2010, okay? The stuff is not even food. That's how long, it's got an expiration date on it or a sell-by date on it. That's a joke, okay? It's a joke. It's never gonna go bad. None of that, a lollipop, it's never gonna go bad. All these is sugar. It's preserved, literally. I mean, if you, if you went trick-or-treating in 2005 and you, you tossed the pumpkin in the closet, now you're an adult. You could eat that candy it's no difference. It's just as horrible as it was. It, it, it doesn't rot. It, it, that's how I'm bringing this up. Not to say, oh, you should eat old candy. No, I'm just, I'm telling you how this stuff isn't real food. It, it never goes bad. It never, it can't go bad. It's just filled with sugar. It's just, and chemicals. It's just preserved. All right. So Klim, Klim Pog, Pogovkin sent uh, 10 pounds Pound that freaking like button, dude. Thank you very much. All right. All right, dudes. That is it. That is it. That's my candy convention uh, story. It was fun to go to the candy convention as a kid with my siblings and my parents. You know, you're right. I mean, literally, they got stand everywhere. Different. It was great. It was in Washington, D.C. We had to go down to Washington, D.C. It was a big convention center and everything down there. Um, it, was, it was a huge event. It, it's a real thing. It, but don't do that. Don't do that. It's so, so unhealthy. So, and again, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, this stuff that's got expiration dates on it does not, no, no, it, it doesn't go bad because it's already bad to begin with. It's already horrifying. That's how bad it is for you. All right, I'm Adam Meister, so eat real food.